This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. There are many ways in which alpacas can add to what you're already doing. In this episode, we will be considering how alpacas and holiday lets can work together to make a great experience for holidaymakers. I first met Nick and Joe Davis at one of our home farm open days. They had a look in their eyes and asked the kind of questions that suggested that alpacas had grabbed their attention. They had relatively recently moved into a property with some land and an established barn conversion holiday let, a lifestyle choice to move from Buckinghamshire in south-east England to rural Carmarthenshire in Wales meant that Nick's passion for alpacas suddenly seemed like a possibility. The farm has woodland, meadow areas and a stream as well as the field up near the accommodation and house which is now home to their four alpacas. As well as selling them these four castrated males I also did some training with them to get them off to a good start. Here we go. When did you meet your first alpaca? We met our first alpaca at Welsh Valley Alpacas. Mm, I remember. <laughs> we'd, um, we'd always had a keen interest in them, uh, and it wasn't until we moved to Wales that we, we really had the opportunity to explore it and to look seriously at, at uh, the viability. Um, we didn't know very much. We did buy a book, as I recall, by Gina Bromwich. Yeah, it's uh, one of the classics. Yeah, uh, and and it seemed to answer a lot of questions, but it didn't give us the opportunity to go and see and touch and ask questions of you know, somebody who who keeps them. I don't think we had any um, major concerns, and I think the when we came and visited on the open day, I think it I think it probably reassured us and reaffirmed that that was what we actually wanted to do. It was then a case of working out how we were going to do it. So. Meeting your first alpaca, how did it make you feel? Was there a um, yeah surprise? Yes, I, I was. Um, they were very inquisitive, but kept their distance. You, you couldn't you couldn't get close to them unless you had some food. They were quite, <laughs> quite motivated by food. Yes, um, that's open days for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it was on our second visit where we actually got hands on properly and I think that was really for for me and I think probably probably you as well that was the turning point once we'd actually had some proper hands-on and worked out that yes we could handle them in a basic way we would be able to manage them and it was then a case of you know all the other things you you need to ask you know like shearing for example how, you know how when you know who uh, and that was a, an education in itself, watching and assisting with that. And other things like, uh, you know, clipping toes and, um, and what have, have you, uh, and vaccinations, of course. Yeah. That, was, that, was <laughs> that was a disaster. That was an education in itself. That was a fun day. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we were excited right from the word go, from the first visit. Yes. Weren't we? Yeah, I think we'd kind of made our decision then, but... We, we still needed to go and get some proper hands-on so that we had the confidence then to, to, to move forward with it. So, so what's your background generally? 
Um, we moved um, to Wales a year and a bit ago uh, from Buckinghamshire. I've been in the aviation industry for many, many years. I still am part-time. We came to Wales because we were realising a dream uh, mm. of, of having our own land and a sort of small holding with animals and and at the same time that there was an opportunity for us to have a um, an existing holiday let business so that was kind of one of the triggers i think for us coming to this particular location and um, um, that we've had quite a few visitors that have been really excited by the fact that there are alpacas and they can sit right. there and watch them and yeah so it's it's a big selling point for the holiday let business I think it's a big it's a big draw. Absolutely, uh, having animals generally, but alpacas particularly because they're still quite unusual. You yeah. don't see them everywhere, um, and I think people are fascinated by them. And the fact that they're naturally curious makes them quite endearing to people. Oh yeah, because wherever there's people, that's where the alpacas are. <laughs> yes, they want to come and see and chat to you, but they don't want to get that close no it's, it's look but don't touch in terms of livestock experience then i know that you've, you've got background with horses um i think that helped right. a lot because uh, a lot of how i see horses are handled mm. it's the same with alpacas um, and i think i had these conversations with you when we visited welsh valley alpacas yeah um i was asking all the questions that I would have asked if I was going to look at some ponies. So, um, yeah, quite similar. Having had horses for years, it gives you the confidence to take on alpacas, relatively straightforward. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're never going to be as difficult to handle as a, as a large horse. No. Potentially can be. Yes. They do rear and they do buck and they do kick. <laughs> Yes, I've had a <clears throat> one or two lucky near misses with them. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you probably don't want to say that. <laughs> it's a good, it's good learning experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of those skills then from other experience uh, in, in terms of horses, other livestock, are transferable. Uh, was there anything that stood out with the alpacas as, as being different? Uh, obviously, the shearing. Horses are clipped, but they're, they're, it's a lot more straightforward and they're generally used to it. Whereas when you're shearing an alpaca, it's, it's a completely different animal, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, I must admit, we were quite surprised uh, when we came down for the shearing in um, May of last year, the fact that the animal really has to be immobilised mm. 100% in order for you to be able to do the shearing safely for the animal and yourself. But I guess to, to restrain them the way you, you have to is a, a necessary evil if you like mm. uh, and it enables you to get the job done fairly quickly and causes the least amount of stress to the animal but uh, that, I suppose that was a surprise that was a um, massive surprise uh, and vaccinating I think was also a surprise to us because with horses generally vaccinations are carried out by vets mm. very few owners vaccinate themselves uh, and, and that in itself was quite a challenge as I found out I think it made us realise that that side of having alpacas we don't feel we'll we'll do so mm. the okay. inoculations and the shearing will get done by a professional yeah. because 
well, one. It's safer it's for safer. us. Yeah. It's less stressful for the animal because the event's over so much more expeditiously. So there's, there's things there that there are people who will provide those kind of services. So obviously yes. the vets and, the, and people doing shearing. I think yeah. so the other thing we we had to sort of learn about was, was dietary requirements because our, we when we took the four boys, um, we got a certain amount of feed at the same time, which obviously at some point ran out. So we then contacted our local supplier, who which was Wednesday in Condino, right. and um, they provided some food which was very different in texture, and all of the boys... Uh, suffered a bit of choke, didn't they? So it's clearly it wasn't quite right for them. They weren't used to it. So it's a case of go back to what they were on, which is what we still use to this day. Mm. That the smaller pellets, pellets seem to work yeah. really yeah. well for them. But we've introduced carrots, right? Whole mm. carrots. Okay. And uh, they just nibble on them as and when, don't they? And they quite like that. They do like the carrots diced. They were yeah. scared of them at first. They were terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so typical. Yeah, because because where the, where they were, they, they were away from the stable area with us. Then um, I don't think they've ever been exposed to carrots. Whereas the the, the ones down by the stable, they, they get carrots chopped up now and again. But yeah, yeah. no, they, they, they look was... like they look like you're trying to poison them or something. Yeah. Like, you'd but find it's... them hidden by the back of the trough. They, yeah, they pulled them out of the trough and. And hidden them, hidden them, wow, so they yeah. couldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not just a, a jump, is it? A little move out the way. They, when they're scared of something like that, it's all four feet off the ground. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you dafties, it's a carrot. <laughs> yeah. It smells, it looks different. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you tried them with apple? Uh, no, no, not yet. Apple, apple chopped up. It, uh, it seems to vary. Some, some, some alpacas like the carrots. But I don't like apple, and other way around as well. And some that just not that interested, mm. uh, except when one of the others is interested, and they're just kind of oh, I could have some of that. But I found that if I left some in the trough, because nobody would take it from me, if I left it in the trough, it was gone when I came back. <laughs> so somebody was eating it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's the same with the carrots. Although they yeah. do like it, I think it's safer to have it sliced really thinly. The carrot yeah. or a whole, give yeah. them a whole one, cutting the Let them chunks. Nibble, nibble, nibble a yeah. Bit off. yeah, chunks I think could cause choke because yeah. And I always worry about choke because I know how horrible it is in horses. And, and it's uh, the same, really, yeah. in alpacas, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean they're naturally inquisitive of anything new, but very, very timid about trying it, mm. food-wise. But we, we will, we'll try apples. When, when you did the move, because that was, what, a year and a half ago, did you have alpacas in mind even then? I think we, we had discussed it, hadn't we? Yeah, you, you had sort of mentioned it to me, I would like alpacas, right. and I love all animals, so yeah. I'm game. <laughs> if you want to add some more, that's fine. But the dream for me was to be able to look out the window and see my animals, and right. that's exactly what we have now and the alpacas are just an added bonus because I wasn't I wasn't expecting that they would be so amazing really mm. I mean you go down there and they you put your head down and they come over and they'll sniff your head mm. but and they will stay sniffing your head you put your hand out they sniff your hand and all four feet go off the ground and 
and I yeah. don't get that. But um, no, they are endearing, aren't they? They are, but I, I think in, in order for them to become a little tamer, I think you need to spend a lot of time around them right. and, and, and around them on their terms. Yeah. Uh, it's pointless trying to corral them and break them in because yeah. they just won't have it. And it's, I think it's all a matter of trust, really. Yeah, we did, we did sort of later part of last summer, but over the winter they've been kind of, you go down, you feed them, you check them. Um, and then, but other than that, they've been left to their own devices. Mm. Mm. But come the spring, when the ground's hardened, yes, hopefully, <laughs> depending on what kind of spring we have. Yeah, yeah we'll. we'll um, I mean, ideally, I'd like to bring them up onto the yard, um, yes, and keep them up for a week, and just have hands on, um, because they do need the regular hands on. But I think. They're, unless we do something like that, they're never going to come round because they've got a lot of space. They're like wild animals out there, really. Yeah, I think you're, you're right, saying that they, it's on their terms. So they're, they're curious and they'll come to see what you're up to, but they're not wanting to get too close. No. Um, and it's 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 the it's their particular history and and uh, and experience. But they 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 will over time adjust. And I don't know, have you done any more, more work with them with halters and... We did a little bit. Yeah, um, um, through the summer. <laughs> That's when we had the rearing and the bucking. Yes. And, and holding on for dear life. <laughs> yes. And that, we, we, we tried one to start with and we thought, actually, it might be better if we tried two at a time. And I think it was slightly better. Yeah. Um, there was still a lot of bucking, kicking, rearing. And... But once... Yeah. once um, we get the head collars on. Um, we can give them a good cuddle and stroke yes. them, and it, they're totally different, aren't they? It's almost like with a, a head collar on, it's like a calming thing mm. for them. I think they realise that they can't just flee. Yeah, uh, something different. And they, I think they know us well enough now to know that we're, we're not going to do them any harm. So uh, I think we just need to develop the head collar training gradually bring the round to the point whereby we can lead them. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just a case of baby steps. Yeah, uh, and, and it's it's wins. You need to, to, to have good experience and a win mm. rather than, than try to do too much and then find that you've... Two steps back. Two steps back, yeah. So. But we do need to... You, you need to do it often. Routinely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. because... You know, I, I think it's probably like most things. If, if you put the work in and... And and do the well, the, the, the preparation rewards. things you get the rewards yeah. and but it, it does take time and it's not just automatic. I think that's one of the challenges with alpacas looking so cute and, and cuddly. Uh, they don't want to be cuddled, uh, and they they're interested, but as we said on, on their terms. And to to move them into a place where you can get as much out of your enjoyment of, of keeping alpacas as as you originally hoped, mm. it does require some, some input, mm. so it's not automatic. Well, Finn um, does allow me, so if we take the food out, they all come over, right. and I can stroke his neck, right. and that, probably because he wants to get his head in the bowl, but <laughs> he's still allowing me to do that, so that, I think, is yes. a big step forward for him. I think he has the most confidence of the four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you find that the four of them are very different? Very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Die, for example, you've just got to look at Die and his ears go down. <laughs> yeah. He pulls faces. Yeah. Guessing. He's a big. Yeah, he's, he's the biggest of the four, mm. but 
The gentlest. Yes, and the one that's likely to, to, to run. And Caleb. Caleb's just Caleb. Yeah. But yeah, they are all very individual. And Gethin just makes me laugh because he's he's a bit he's a bit like the clown, isn't yes. he? He's a bit like the clown, and he's just he he'll come over and he'll sniff, and he's the one that generally takes all four feet off the ground, isn't he? Yes. And twists as he goes. Yes. But they they um, are out with our miniature horses quite a lot. Okay. So that's a nice mix. Yeah, that works well. Yeah, yeah. really well. Um, and they they miss when it's wet and horrible. They miss the ponies or the horses not being out with them. So um, they do like company, even the chickens. Although they, I'm not convinced <laughs> that they look after chickens. I think they chase. They chase chickens. Oh well, there we go. They uh, yes. They Maybe sp- they would chase the fox if he ever appeared. Yeah. Who knows. Well, they're practicing chasing chickens to begin with. <laughs> they, it's something that moves, and if you move towards it, it moves away. Uh, usually, they they go through that early stage when when we had the chickens down by by the stable, and the chickens would come and <laughs> bitch in the alpaca food, um, and the alpacas, the young ones, would then go after and chase the the, the, the chickens. But eventually, they they kind of get out of the habit. But they did go through a phase of not just being interested, but deliberately <laughs> pursuing the these poor chickens who managed to get away. They were, they, it wasn't any serious danger, but it was. Uh, Yes, they, they do find them fascinating. But cats and goodness knows what as well. Um, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Pretty much anything, I think. Yeah. Anything that's new, they, they have to go and check it out. And check it out, yeah. And, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, is it going to do me any harm? Is it edible? Ideally. Is ideal. it friendly? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the time we've been having the glamping pods created over there, they have spent most of the time up watching... Watching the builders. The builders, right. yeah. Which slows the builders down. There we are. Yeah, we won't go. We won't go there. No, okay. yeah, we lose that bit. So, in terms of uh, the accommodation you've got here, you were saying it was a, it was already a. We um, when we came, we uh, the house came with a um, a five star barn conversion, a holiday let, which had been running for a year and a bit, maybe two years. So it, it was established as a let. We wanted to develop that further um, and had an ideal piece of land uh, to put some five-star glamping pods on, which um, will be fully up and running from 1st of April. April. So, yes, we added the two glamping pods uh, to develop the business. Both Joe and I are looking to retire. Um, So we've uh, expanded the business slightly, which will enable us to do that we're, we're not quite finished yet we're looking at um, a tree house in the woods oh. at uh, some point uh, but it really needs us to be here together full time mm. um, which we're not at the moment but it's work in progress yeah. and obviously having the alpacas is uh, a bit of an attraction right because we've had some great feedback from guests that have stayed in the bar conversion um, regarding the alpacas and uh, they get an opportunity to interact with them over the fence. Yeah, we do offer um, the option if they want to come out and help feed. Right. So they come and ask us what the times and everything. Right. And, um, yeah, so they, although they're not hands-on, they can come and be in the paddock with them. them and be around them. 
But we have had like friends come and see them, and uh, predominantly the guys are the ones that are the scared cats. <laughs> yes, I'll watch from the gate. Yeah, I think was yeah. more common. Right. Whereas um, Debs was quite. Yeah, the girls sort of like want to get quite involved with them, and they do love them. But um, no, they 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 are brilliant, and they will draw in more and more guests once we've gone live with the glamping pods because the will. pods actually yeah. overlook the the field, the field right. where they're in so yeah. lovely waking up and, and they quite the often sleep up at the top of the field okay because um, i was very surprised i naturally assumed um having spent a great deal of time and considerable <laughs> amount of money building them a lovely shelter oh, I, right. I naively assumed they would go and live in it however i've discovered on one occasion I was walking out early in the morning we'd had a severe frost and I could see these strange patches where there wasn't any frost anyway the old packers pitch up and they're all covered in frost right so they'd slept out overnight then you could see where they'd been laying yeah. on the ground and they're so well insulated that the frost wouldn't melt on them so, uh, and they do like to sleep up the top of the field near where the glamping pods are. Yeah, yeah. but when it's heavy rain, they do use their shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a different set of criteria of when to use it mm. to, to what we'd expect in some ways. Mm. Yeah, and I think this this being out, if they can be, is is normal and natural. Mm. And and who knows, if we have any snow this year, um, you get that as well, where the snow will settle on their back and then doesn't melt. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up with this kind of snowdrift developing on the on their backs. But uh, no, they quite enjoy snow. So. And they they also have a particular spot in the woods that they like, okay. right in the corner. Yeah. Because it it actually affords them the ability to look out through sort of three different directions. Yeah, they can see people coming up, to right. visitors coming up. They can see down into the valley, and then they can see up towards the house, can't they? Yeah. They do like to be able to see what's going on. Uh, and that's... Yeah, you've even considered building a mound in the middle of the field, like a little mountain, <laughs> so, for them to climb up. <laughs> that's not uncommon. I know other people who've done exactly the same. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> where we are, you know, with the slopes and things, we kind of think, oh, flat ground, wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, I've got people I know who, who, who keep our backers who've got flat ground. And they've actually built a mound to, to give it some slope because the alpacas really enjoy that kind of thing. So I think they tend to like uh, an elevated position yeah. so yeah. They, they've got a commanding view of what's going on around them. Yes. And they can obviously quickly recognise any threat. Yeah. Not that there are any, but no. I think it's just a uh, natural sort of a instinct. Natural instinct. Mm. Yeah. That's right. So in terms of advertising and, and promotion of the, the things, you mentioned the alpacas yet or no, early stages? It's, yeah. The, the only um, place that we've kind of mentioned them on is the Facebook page. Yes, the business does have a Facebook page. Yeah, right. but um, no, we haven't. So we rent the cottage out through uh, an agency and we've okay. not informed them that we have alpacas. And I'm sure that might... Might generate some more some business. More business. Yeah. Although we are, that is quite busy Very now. busy already uh, yeah. for this year. Good problem. Yeah, but the the glamping pods, see, this is where we need to start our own marketing and um, get it out there. I don't think we really quite know what to do yet, but... Well, yeah, we're looking at 
web hosting and yeah. all that sort of thing. That, that'll all be coming online in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we'll have, once that's up and running, we'll, we'll have a bit more exposure. And so in terms of where people can find you, we'll put the details in the show notes, but you've got a Facebook page? We've got a Facebook page. Gelly so Secret Escapes. All right. So it's Getley Secret, Secret Escapes. Escapes. G-E-L-L-I, which is... Grove in English. Right. <laughs> and this used to be Grove Farm many, many years ago, and then it was split up. Well, the, the thing, thing we have learned about land is that it's it's one thing to own it, it's another to look after it. Right. And all land needs to be looked after. We've got some, we've got three acres of woods here that have just been left for many, many years. See, I thought maybe we could just let the alpacas out there. But there's mm. going to be too many. We don't know what What's in could there? be poisonous, and you could start with some pigs. Well, <laughs> yes, we mm. have thought about that too. That, that said, to be fair, the the paddock they're in has got a small wooded area, mm. and they've done a very good job. Oh, they've done of, an amazing job of clearing it out. Mm. And I think that's been a combination of nibbling at things yeah. and just traffic walking right. up and down. Yeah, um, when we first came um it was completely overgrown you couldn't walk through it now it's like a clear woodland it's lovely but one of the things with so as we were looking at alpacas was because of their their weight not being as as heavy as cows for example or or, or large horses and also then the the fact they've got a a pad rather than a hoof means that that particularly this time of year when it's very wet and, and and muddy then the ground can tend to get very damaged and poached and and compressed all, all the mud whereas alpacas it's less impact but there is there is still an there impact, is still an impact. The, you know the backwards and forwards and the mm. nibbling and, and certainly anything that's green and you just got to be clear what is green um isn't going to be poisonous so, so, so the laurels and the um, no the dark rod- rhododendrons and stuff and that, the other things but but they they love the brambles and they'll, they'll clear things back and uh, yeah so that they, they, they will browse that's exactly what they've done yeah. and a lot yeah. of the bramble is now gone and much of the bramble on the fence line has been nibbled back, yeah. which saves saves us a, ch- a job, to be honest. Mm. Oh, yeah, good. It's been a great experience, and we found it, I think, very rewarding, and we see the potential there for the future. Um, and it's something that we, we've got to put time and effort in to get some, some payback from them in terms of the ability to handle, uh, the ability to take them out on walks, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's something we're going to focus on this, yeah, because we'd, we'd like to be able to do um, the alpaca trekking and go through yeah. all the woodland, as with the pony trekking, yes. and combine the two. Right. I think that would go down quite nicely. Marvellous. Well, thank you very much for the conversation and for the, the information you've shared, and we will see you again. Indeed. Thank you, Steve. Thank okay. you, Steve. Pleasure as always. As you can tell, I could talk alpacas all day. I hope you found the conversation with our guests Nick and Joe both informative and inspiring. How could you add alpacas alongside what you are already doing? Useful details and links are in the show notes. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Until next time, with the Alpaca Tribe.